Well, hey there. Today's episode is going to be so eye-opening for some of you, and I'm excited to walk through this idea that there might be some mistakes you could be making or feeling some frustration, and you might not even know it. But guess what? I'm not going to just tell you about these mistakes and frustrations I see in creative business owners. I'm going to give you solutions also. So get comfortable, pull out your notebook or the notes app on your phone. I have a free guide that also talks about this entire episode, and I know you'll love it. So just head to the show notes in this app that you're listening to and scroll to where it says free guide. Hi there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a business podcast for creatives. I'm Cam and I'm a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business. I've been in the event industry and am wildly passionate about education for small businesses and teaching others through the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. Let's get comfortable with the idea that you might be making some mistakes or having some frustrations within your business. Now, I know all the Enneagram One listeners right now might be hyperventilating, but hold on one second. I'm not saying that these mistakes are huge, ginormous, and earth-shattering mistakes, but they are things that if you correct now, your business and brand will thank you for later. Mistakes are actually a really good thing because it teaches you a few things. The first is humility. To be humble enough to admit, even if only to yourself, that you made a mistake or failed at something is gold because it teaches you that it's okay to make mistakes. It teaches you that you're human and humans don't get it right all the time. The other thing is it teaches you the ability to turn around. I have a five-year-old son that just started kindergarten this year and because we're in 2020 and all having to wear masks, he also has to wear a mask at school. It's a lot for him to process, and sometimes he gets frustrated and shows that frustration. It's important for me as his mama to recognize that and have a conversation with him about it. And simultaneously, I'm teaching him that, hey, we're going to experience things in life that frustrate us, or that we might feel embarrassed by, or a mistake we might make. But we have the opportunity to turn it around and choose better the next time, or just moving forward. So I'm saying the same thing to you and to me here, along with my five-year-old son. When we make mistakes or get frustrated by something, we also have the opportunity to choose better next time or choose a different path. So let's dive into the first frustration I see creative business owners having. Number one is not feeling like you're connecting with your audience. In a big world of social media and email marketing, it's easy to feel this way because your audience is being pulled in so many different directions, right? Like think of your own experience when pulling into Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, TikTok, all the other places you could be engaged with. It can feel overwhelming and sometimes you might not know if you're seeing the same accounts on all those different platforms or different ones on all those places. So as a business owner, the question is, how do you stand out in a crowded marketplace that is screaming for everyone's attention? The first is showing your face on your feed and in your stories. I've said it many times before, but people want to engage and purchase from other people. Consistently showing up in a way that engages with the audience comes through showing your face and talking to them. I know, I know, showing up live or posting with your face can seem scary especially if you haven't done it before. But the reality is that people want to hear from you 
and see your face and show up day in and day out. They're already on this platform, so show up for them there. The second way I believe you can connect with your audience is by engaging with them in comments and DMs. For every comment you receive on a post, I want you to comment back with intentionality. I'm saying this not only to teach you, but to remind myself to do this as well. You can actually read the comments and respond with intentionality, and that will speak volumes to the people following you. Try to say their name even. If you don't know their name, click on the profile. It's likely there. Side note about this though, check on your pulse on this one, because as someone who responds to every comment we get, I'll click on someone's profile and it's a business that doesn't have their name on the bio. Naturally, they're going to put their business name there. So I'll take a few swipes to see if they posted about themselves, which sometimes they have and sometimes they haven't. And even there, if they've said something about themselves, they just say something like, hey there, it's me again, like that Adele song. (laughs) And not only say that, but they won't say their actual name. Then if I'm really curious, I'll hop on their link from their bio and look at the about section. Still no name. To then, I just have to be a bit more generic in my comment back to them. So check your pulse here. Are you posting about yourself in the feed? Are you calling yourself by name? Do you have a section that has your name in it? And a further step here while we're talking about it, do you also have your business location and your social media and your website? Okay, I'll step down from this platform now, but seriously, make sure you have your name and location all over the place so people can relate to you. So we just talked about commenting back in your comments on your posts. So what about DMs and people looking at your story? In DMs and social media, actually start some DMs with people already looking at your stories and don't just say, hey, thanks for looking at my story, come follow me. Nope, doesn't work. You can say something like, hey there, I'm Cam and I'd love to encourage you today. Or hey there, I'm Cam, I'd love to inspire you. Or share this quote that's been on my mind. Again, intentionality, is top of mind here. Engage with your audience. They want to feel seen and known by you. Okay, the second way that creative leaders feel frustrated by is their numbers. Yes, I'm talking some numbers today. The numbers of your business are what keeps your mindset and decision-making for your business clear and confident. If you don't know your numbers, meaning what's in your bank account, what payments are coming in, and debt to your business, then how are you able to say yes or no to certain expenses? This is the biggest mistake I see creative business owners making and that I've also been in the midst of as well. I'm not telling you this because I'm perfect at knowing my numbers all the time, but I'm reminding you to get into your finances because it's so important. Here's a challenge for you. Can you spend just one hour every week diving into your numbers? Just one. Out of the 40 hours or so a week that you spend, can you just spend one hour looking at your numbers? This looks like checking out your expenses and categorizing them into the places they should be in your profit and loss report. Understanding your expenses that you had for the last month, coming up this month, and what the next month will look like so that you can have a solid sales goal. All right, are you ready? I want you to go to your calendar right now. Like literally right now. Pull up your phone, go to the calendar section on your phone, And I want you to head over to Monday of next week. Look at the morning time. And I want you to choose one hour and block that off. Label it numbers in my business. 
Then before you exit out of that, I want you to set it to repeat every Monday morning. Then on Monday morning, when you look at the calendar of what you're doing that day, you'll see numbers in my business, and I want you to check out your expenses and start filing them away. Look at your checking and savings accounts and understand where you're at and get a good grasp of what your numbers look like. All right, if you've drifted away from me and you're thinking about something else right now, come back to me. This is important because it will drastically change you and your business for the long haul. And I know you can do these things because you are a smart and wise business leader. So let's get into the third frustration or mistake you're having in your business. That mistake or frustration is not selling because you feel like a used car salesman or saleswoman. I know that term has been used over and over again. So instead, perhaps you can think of that friend of yours that asks you to be a part of their MLM business. We all have one or a few of those. And while I'm saying that, I realize that there might be someone listening to this in a business like Monet or Advocare or Young Living. I'm not saying those businesses are bad business models, but what I'm talking about is those who DM every single one of their friends to get them to buy from them. I only say that because I've been there. (laughs) At one point about six years ago, I signed up to be a consultant for Limelight Makeup. Now, I barely know how to do my own makeup, let alone recommend makeup for others. But at the time, I thought it was a good idea, especially as a single mom who needed some extra income. Well, that didn't last long because I did the very thing I just said not to do. Be a sleazy saleswoman. I reached out to everyone, like literally everyone I knew, to buy from me. And I got a few leads, like my mom's friends and stuff. But I eventually tapped out because I wasn't selling in the right mindset. I wasn't selling with the right product. And I sure wasn't selling because I truly was vested in what I was selling. See, when you're truly in it for the right reasons and you believe in what you're saying and selling, it becomes something that you're passionate about and not just in it for the money. The reason people feel like a used car saleswoman is because they're not truly invested in their product. They're just trying to get a paycheck. And that's not a terrible thing, but if you want to feel fulfilled, through your business, doing it for the paycheck isn't the answer. Doing it because you truly believe in your product and service, that's what will keep you going and give you the most fulfillment because it then becomes less about the big bucks and more about serving your customers. That's the reason you started anyways, right? I was listening to the podcast, How I Built This by Guy Raz, which is one of my favorites. And I was listening to the episode with Sarah Blakely about Spanx. That episode and the Peloton episode are my favorites, in case you're wondering. I was listening to Sarah Blakely's episode through, and over and over, she kept saying she made the product because of the people who would buy it and the life-changing difference her product would bring to those who purchased her product. And as I record this episode, I'm actually wearing a pair of their black skinny jeans from Spanx, and I agree. These jeans are indeed life-changing. Even when Spanx became a household name and she was named the youngest female billionaire, she still was only in it because of her clientele and the difference her product made in the confidence as a woman. 
The point I'm trying to make here is that to really feel fulfilled and not feel like you're used car saleswoman is to be super intentional with your clients and sell to them because they need it in their lives and you know what having your product or service in their life will do for them. Build trust with them and they won't feel like you're at a used car lot. Hey, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed this podcast, will you go ahead and do so? We want to hear from you on what you're loving and what you want to hear more of. If you can review this podcast between now and December 31st, we will pick one of our reviewers to give a free 30-minute coaching call to you in the new year. That's right, 30 minutes of my time dedicated right to you and the success of your business. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and scroll to the bottom and write a review. Then screenshot that review and post it on your Instagram tagging us at the render educate so we can see it and put you in the drawing for that free coaching call. So as a small business owner, email marketing is something that is highly important and I've talked about it plenty of times. Flowdesk has made my life and business so much better through their amazing templates, analytics, and ability to map out workflows from different audiences. I love using their platform for each side of my business, and I know you will too. Check out Flowdesk by going to rendereducate.co backslash Flowdesk. We're always trying to build that know, like, and trust relationship, and being genuine and intentional with our audience will certainly do that. All right, moving into frustration number four, feeling overwhelmed with the business side of your business. As creatives, we often start our business because we truly love creating beauty through our work. We usually don't get into the creative business because of the big bucks, because really, oftentimes, there's not really big bucks, especially in the beginning. So if you look at most creatives in the world and the brain power you utilize, there's what you likely know of as the right brain and the left brain. The right is typically more of a creative out-of-the-box side of the brain and the most creative work out of that brain more often than not. And then you have the left side of your brain, which is the analytical and tactical task side. So when you do get into the business tasks like finances or emails or planning high level for your business, we need to be in that left brain mindset. The thing, though, is that you really have to prep for that, especially if you're living in the right brain mindset most of the time. For me, if I need to be in a work from my computer all day kind of mindset, or for part of the day at least doing finances or payroll, I know that I need to prep for that. So what do I do? I specifically will drink my energy boost packet, take my vitamins, and get a really good night of sleep the night before. I'll also listen to a business podcast on my way into work, and then I also know that I probably need to ride my Peloton in the afternoon to get my brain flushed out from staring at a screen all day. If you're interested in the vitamins and supplements I take, I use Brendan Burchard's High Performance Essentials Optimize and Boost Energy Drink Mix, which you can find at hpxwellness.com. I get no affiliate or sponsor for saying that. I just know it's one of the best and it works great for me. That's what I need to work on the left side of my brain in one day. For you, it might be different, but knowing what you need to get in that mindset is essential to being consistent and productive there. 
Now for the right side, it's typical that when I'm on my feet, moving around all day and needing to sustain my energy for a long time. And so what I'll do is the same thing, but instead of doing my Peloton in the evening, I'll do it in the morning. And instead of listening to the business podcast, I'll jam out to some Beyonce or Taylor Swift on my way to work. Then I'll take my Boost Energy drink in the early afternoon instead of the morning to sustain my energy all day long. See, as creatives, you're likely going to be living in this right side of your brain more often than not. So making sure you're taking care of your body to sustain that is highly important. Again, I'm telling myself these things too, not just you. It's great if you can hit the right side and the left side of your brain in one day, but If you can at least switch between the two sides of your brain a few times per week, that's awesome. Now, if you're listening to this and you're thinking that you only work in one side of your brain all the time, then think about your hobbies or passions and see how you can incorporate the other side at some point in your week. This will lead to a happier and more fulfilling life. The other thing that can help you pursue this left side brain work is to use time blocking, which is what I talked about with Tara in episode 25, which I'll link to in the show notes. Using a calendar to schedule which sides you're working on the left side and right side is important to do. I use the Priority Planner by Rachel Hollis, which you can get at Target or on their website at thehollisco.com. Again, I get nothing for saying that. I just love the product. If you can schedule Mondays, for example, to work on the business with numbers and emails and all things left brain, then you could just reserve the rest of the week or certain days to focus on the creative side of your business through time blocking or vice versa. Still with me here? Come back to me if you've gotten distracted because we've got two more to cover. Mistake or frustration number five is having way too much to do and not enough time. Hello there, business leadership. I feel like this is my life story and likely yours too. This one can be overwhelming and take control real quick. This morning, actually, I got into the office and I had no one here except for myself as everyone had the day off. And I looked at my planner with nothing on my schedule. I looked at my emails with it all cleared out already, which is extremely rare. And I sat here for a few minutes, immediately feeling the overwhelm of my big audacious goals and having now a full day to work on them, knowing the list of getting there is long, but not knowing exactly where to start first. You might be in this spot, especially as 2020 comes to a close, and we embark on new and perhaps an unknown 2021. So when I get into these spots, what helps me ease the unknown and overwhelm is taking a few deep breaths, standing up and stretching, getting into my Wonder Woman pose, and then asking myself my favorite question, what's the next best thing? I can do right now. So much clarity in what feels like is right in the world comes to mind immediately. And if it doesn't, I ask the question a few more times to myself and it comes to me. Journaling is another really great place to start and get practice. And you can do the same thing by just asking yourself the same thing and get your thoughts flowing by just writing things down that come to mind. That will help you get really intentional of what's actually important. When in doubt, go back to my last point, which is time blocking and creating space for what you need in life. Prioritize your task list each day and tackle the most important tasks first. 
So if knocking out emails is a priority, get that done. If running payroll is more important, get that done and out of the way. Okay, moving into our last point today, which is going after anything and everything. You know what I'm talking about. Sometimes we get over audacious and think we can do it all as entrepreneurs. I'm in the same boat. Early in 2020 and even at the end of 2019, I had plans to do so much in 2020, like most other people. But my list of what I was going to do was incredibly long and contained big things like I was going to write a book, start this podcast, launch a course, speak on stages, do coaching with small business owners, start a mastermind, grow my events business, launch and scale my interior design business, perhaps an e-commerce site as well. Y'all, I am a dreamer. Enneagram 3 is my middle name, but I sat myself down like you would with your kid and I said, Cam, you can't do all of that in one year. Pick the few things that will make an impact on people's lives and start with that. The rest will follow suit if that is what's right. Then I sat myself up, did that Wonder Woman pose again, and said, okay, what's the most important and the next best decision? Sat there for a few minutes, and the first thing that came to mind was this podcast. I wanted to give back to my community and audience through a free platform to truly inspire, engage, and equip you with the tools you need. I then thought of an online course because I could reach many through teaching online. And now the stories I hear of all the small business owners impacted by my online course just truly light me up. And I know it was the best decision at the time. Then those students wanted more. They wanted a sense of community. So that's what they got. I started my mastermind group. I kept asking myself, what's the next best decision? Not any decision or direction, but the best. So I'm asking you now, what are you passionate about? What is your next best decision in getting there? All right. I hope this episode has been helpful for you and has inspired, equipped you, or engaged with you in how to live a more intentional and fulfilling life and business. Next week, I'll be teaching you about strategizing cash flow and setting you up to go into 2021 with a game plan. Hey, if you haven't yet rated and reviewed this podcast, will you go ahead and do so? We want to hear from you on what you're loving and what you want to hear more of. If you can review this podcast between now and December 31st, we will pick one of our reviewers to give a free 30-minute coaching call to in the new year. That's right, 30 minutes of my time dedicated right to you and the success of your business. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and scroll to the bottom and write a review. Then screenshot that review and post it on your Instagram tagging us at the render educate so we can see it and put you in the drawing for that free coaching call. We can't wait to hear from you and give back to our community. All right, see you next week.